This is Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And today, Elaine, I'm going to lead us off on uh, the don't say gay law. So let's start off by saying gay, 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 gay. That's not easy to do really rapidly, is it? But this is a really tough topic for a lot of individuals, for all, and it should be for all of us. The official name given to the bill by Florida Governor DeSantis, which he signed, is the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Um, The critics, of course, uh, and I'm a critic, uh, don't say gay law. And in a very simple way, it limits discussion of LGBTQ uh, matters in schools in Florida. And specifically, it bans instruction or classroom discussion about LGBTQ issues for kindergarten through third grade. And for older students, discussion about gay and transgender issues has to be age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. So a lot of problems here. Number one, this is an obvious attempt to target and attack the gay and lesbian community in Florida and to attempt to marginalize them. And this is by really right-wing radical individuals uh, taking this action. And on a practical level, there really would be no need for such a bill as sex education is not taught in Florida schools until grade five. But this involves a lot more than just sex education. And and here's here's the big problem. If you are going to start to say to individuals or schools that you can't talk about sexual identity issues, gay, lesbian, whatever it is, what happens when you have a student in your classroom, you're a teacher, and you have a student in your classroom that has two dads or two moms, And everyone has gone on school vacation for a week and everyone comes back and they're excitedly, um, well, the teacher says, well, tell us about your your week away. And the student starts to say, well, my two dads and I, oh, stop right there. We we, we can't discuss that. And it's just so ridiculous that we have come uh, to this point uh, in society where we're we're back to attacking a minority group of individuals. And what makes it worse is that parents would be able to sue a school district if they felt this policy was violated. So if I'm some, I'm gonna use the term again, a right-wing radical, and I don't want anything mentioned, I don't want my my you know, my son Billy is in school with Danny, and and Danny's Danny came into school and mentioned his two dads, I'm going to sue because I, it's against my Christian values or whatever. Um, so this is just, it, 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 it really, the other major issue that I have, and I'll toss this to you, Elaine, is that it really paints LGBTQ people as other or even dangerous. And it, to me, it's just, just really reprehensible. And I'd like to, to get your thoughts on it. Well, there's a lot of thoughts, Bill. There's a, a couple of real problems with this. What it is doing is it's institutionalizing within our schools homophobia and transphobia. And they are saying it is okay to make someone who is of a minority into the other, 
as you just pointed out. It also eliminates a safe place for students and teachers who may be LBGTQ to exist in an environment. And boy, that is the last thing we need when we have so many mental health issues within our schools, in our society. The other thing that it does, this is another one of these little bounty laws where the right wing has found uh, with the approval of our highly politicized Supreme Court, whereby we can have bounty laws where it's not the government that is gonna do anything about what they would consider a violation in the classroom, but it's up to the parents to sue the school district, which then puts the school districts into a position where they could be bankrupted and be constantly having to take on litigation, which has all started, as we well know, with the Texas abortion law. So they're putting the power, again, abusing the courts, using the courts as the bully whip in order to maintain an individual's rights. And I'll point out one more thing. I just read an article the other day in Russia where teachers have been caught expressing to a classroom of students something different than what Vladimir Putin has propagandized, therefore that Ukraine doesn't exist. And in every case, that teacher was recorded by little elementary school children turned in and were either arrested or fired or both. So it's turning our children into spies and snitches on their teachers. Who knows if you could have five children or 10 children sitting there with their cell phones on recording teachers on a gotcha in order to destroy them. There's just so many elements of this that is chilling and upsetting. And I would say to our listeners, when we talk about politics for the soul, how does this set within your soul? How does this set within your heart? Do you think that this is how we should be teaching our children? And this is the kind of society we should have? And oh, by the way, there's a dozen more states uh, crafting bills just like Florida's. Yeah, it, it is just so sad. And, and you know, you look at the comments that DeSantis has made in Florida and in speaking about the opponents of his bill, you know, the parental rights and education bill, he spoke of the opponents and he said they have to lie because if they admitted uh, what they were really for sexualizing kindergartners, they knew that would not fly with the public. Now, just think of how gross that is. No one is trying to sexualize kindergartners. No one is trying to do that at all. In fact, there is no need for this law. They don't talk about uh, sex education at all through grade until grade five in Florida. And we're talking about now obviously targeting families and individuals. Uh, and what do you do when you have a parent teacher night? Or what do you do when you have the students um, kindergarten through third grade perform in a little play. And, uh, you know, Billy's uh, two dads are there. And are they not allowed 
to mingle with people? Are they not allowed to mingle with the parents of other students? Does the teacher need to stay away from them? It's just very, really sad. And another comment that the press secretaries made of, for DeSantis accused of opponents of grooming young kids. So that's the yeah, that's the yeah. new talking point from the right. They they have moved on from their little QAnon conspiracies from pedophilia to if you don't go with them, you're a groomer. Uh, it, it, it is over. It is beyond over the top and craziness. And I would like to think that people listening to us would be smart enough to understand what's going on here. Yes, I, I agree. And and you know the other thing that that's troublesome is that a lot of teachers and a lot of librarians will start to pull books off the shelves because let's say they even have a book that features in uh, in a book two dads or two moms. There's a possibility that some uh, parent could come into that classroom and say, I don't like that book. I don't want that book. Um, you shouldn't even have that in this classroom and sue the district or sue the teacher perhaps. And, you know, really, you, you think about in the United States, we talk about this gap that we have in a lot of areas of the country, people not receiving a good education. And a lot of times, let's, quite, let's be quite honest about it. it. It's a lot of these conservative southern states where they rank low in education levels. Um, there's a, 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 and, and for those of you who are listening that are from one of those states, I understand there's a lot of intelligent people. There's a lot of good people. There's a lot of great people. But let's also face the fact that there are a lot of people like the DeSantis's of the world in that that really don't want people educated, that really don't want people to learn. And, you know, imagine, uh, you know, if, if I'm in charge of a state and I decide that everyone needs to read a certain book or everyone needs a certain, this, this, we're just going backwards. And, and, and this country needs to go forward. We're competing on a world stage. We should be educating our children in math and science and English and arts and, you know, encouraging music and drama. And, and now we're saying, basically, we're going to crack down on the others. And we view them as dangerous. And we're just going so far back. You know, I, I, I think how fortunate it is for me to spend a lot of time in Southern California, where, you know, on a given street, there can be two dads, there can be two moms. Nobody thinks about it. No one's proselytizing or trying to convince you that that's how you're going to live. That's the silliest thing in the world. You know, <laughs> these are, these, these are, uh, no one is being groomed. No one is being, um, you know, indoctrinated. People live their different lives. You know, you, 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 there's such diversity now in life. You know, people from all different colors, uh, cultures, and people of different colors. And uh, marriage and family units are so different now. And we need to be welcoming and accepting of all of these family units. So we're really taking a step back in time. And I think just from, you know, reaching into our own soul and into our hearts, we have to love people and we have to more than just accept people, embrace people and for, for, for being the good, wonderful people they are. 
And it, it really behooves us to stand up in our in our own cities, in our own towns, and not allow uh, these types of laws to go on the books, which, quite frankly, I feel are unconstitutional, but we'll see. And so, uh, Elaine, any, any further thoughts on this or, or where we should go? Yeah, let me conclude by saying that we who care about our country and we who care about society need to look into our own hearts and look into our own souls and say, do we want an inclusive society or an exclusive society? And what kind of environment do we want to live and how do we want to raise our children? And this goes back to the importance of politics. If you live in one of those dozen states or more that want to exclude those who are different in their sexual orientation, what are you prepared to do? What are you willing to stand up for? So as I said, this is problematic in a lot of areas, in a lot of ways, but I think we need to start doing some soul searching, all of us, as to what kind of a society we want to live in. And I'll just add with love in your heart, always say gay. And uh, this concludes this episode, Politics for the Soul. And thank you for joining us today. I'm Bill Hackett. And I'm Elaine Hurd. And you have a wonderful week.